Welcome to Impact Sabora, the podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll check in with our partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across the borough, highlighting what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, Truliant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit truliant.org for more information. Well, welcome, everyone, and thank you, Brent, for that introduction. I'm excited to be here um, on Impact the Borough to have a conversation about the entrepreneurial ecosystem. I'm Luann Flanders-Steck, the Executive Vice President of Entrepreneurship for Launch Greensboro. We are the entrepreneurship initiative of the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. And here at Launch Greensboro, we accelerate growth for entrepreneurs and small business owners starting and growing businesses in the Greensboro Triad area by providing education, mentoring, and access to capital. We do this through a variety of programs, including Launch Camp, Launch Lab 101 and Growth, our accelerator programs, our sustained cohort support, and of course, Capital Connects and our first launch capital fund pre-seed stage fund. This podcast will be a great discussion with some members of our regional entrepreneurial ecosystem, which is a vital part of supporting entrepreneurs and small business owners in our community with education and support through their journey of launching and growing a new business. With me are Brile Henderson-Hatch, Stephanie Williams, and William Lee, three ecosystem partners in the eastern portion of the Piedmont Triad region of North Carolina. We're going to hear a lot from them today, but before I have them introduce themselves, I want to do a little bit of a dive in with a few um, acronyms. We use a lot of acronyms in the entrepreneurship world. Um, Like ENT for us means entrepreneur. So I might even slip in there and use ENT instead of entrepreneur. But specifically, one of the things that you'll hear us use a lot is ESO. And that stands for Entrepreneur Support Organizations. And those organizations are nonprofits, and or other organizations that truly support entrepreneurs in the community, um, like Launch Greensboro and like these three other participants. We may have time to discuss an amazing grant opportunity from the EDA called Build Back Better Regional Challenge. We lovingly call that Triple BRC. So if we get that chance, you'll hear us use that acronym as well. So before I dive in and introduce everyone, I do want to say that I'm really, really passionate, and you'll hear the passion from all of us today about working with entrepreneurs, and here at Launch Greensboro, we just love what we do every day, but I also want everyone that's listening to understand the importance of an ecosystem. There are so many ecosystem partners, ESOs, in our community in the 12-county Piedmont Triad region, and on the east side, Specifically, there are some including Venture Ashboro in Randolph County and East Greensboro now, the Forge and the Nussbaum Center here in Greensboro, and the Generator and Business High Point, um, in High Point, obviously. The work that we do together and for the community of entrepreneurs 
is really game changing for those and for the small businesses in our community. So I want to just give a shout out to all of those folks that work with entrepreneurs in the region because it's vital to economic development and really the success of our communities. So at this point, I'm going to invite the participants to join me. So um, William, Stephanie, and Brile, um, I'm going to have you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about the work you do at your organization. So William, I'm going to let you start with Exano. Awesome. Good evening, everyone. My name is William. I am the president for Zano Economic Development Center. Basically, some of the work that we do is providing like technical assistance. We, and then we're looking to do some affordable housing. Uh, we also help with finance strategies, just helping them with their business plans and, and so forth. Getting out in the community and doing a lot of legwork with the entrepreneurs and just providing them with resources. A lot of people don't have like the business knowledge that they need. Uh, but they need access to capital. So in order to really get access to capital and to be able to utilize those funds to really go to business, they need the business knowledge, right? They need to know how to budget uh, and then know how to put money in certain areas just so they don't mismanage or misuse the funds. And so that's where our organization steps in to really help them do those things. And, and just looking forward to making an impact. I was once where they were, <laughs> And so the knowledge I have, of course, I don't know everything, uh, but the knowledge I do have and the resources I do have, I uh, can definitely make an impact and bring things to the table for them. And William, you're based in Reedsville. I and, am. And working in Reedsville that, and Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte. So working in those two communities. So welcome and thanks for being here. Next, I'd like to ask Stephanie Williams to introduce from Alamance, the Alamance Chamber of Commerce to introduce herself. And she's relatively new to this role. So I'm looking forward to having her join this conversation. Thank you so much. Yes, um, I am the Small Business and Entrepreneurial Development Director here at the Alamance Chamber in Burlington. And my charge when I um, joined um, the chamber actually six months ago, almost to the day, was to develop the ESO for Alamance County. That was kind of it. Very broad, very general. Um, so we're at the very beginning of, of doing that and pulling together resources that entrepreneurs, small business owners um, know they need and a few that they didn't know they need. Um, so we're, we're getting that together, starting with some programming. Um, I have to say I'm a proud Launch Greensboro graduate and um, can't say enough great things about that program. What I learned there was invaluable um, for my small business. And I bring some of that with me into this position. So we are really looking um, to assist entrepreneurs, small business owners, and um, really make that thrive because that's an integral part of our total economic development strategy. Thank you, Stephanie. And Brown with Thrive, please introduce yourself and a little bit about Thrive. Sure. Hey, everyone. Um, Brian Henderson Hatch, uh, Executive Director for Thrive High Point. Uh, we are a relatively new initiative um, as I've been here right at a year and we have been formally moving for about 10 months. Um, we are, our whole goal is really to support 
minority and women-owned businesses in the city of High Point. And so when we say support, we do that through three primary ways. Um, the first being business coaching and business counseling, recognizing that a lot of entrepreneurs just really need someone to bounce ideas off who can kind of guide their trajectories and say, hey, focus on this and less on that. Or have you ever considered or perhaps you need to try this? Um, the second being the technical assistance and the educational piece, recognizing also that you know, being able to sit in a workshop with an actual financial coach or a marketing expert really plays a pretty significant role for the solopreneur that's doing everything uh, themselves and even maybe doing that while managing household and full-time job. And then the third thing, a uh, way we support our entrepreneurs is really through the connectivity and collaboration, which to me is probably the most uh, pivotal because as an entrepreneur it can be very lonely and very isolating. You know, you're looking for capital, you're looking for business, you're, you're trying to scale and grow. And so knowing that you're not doing it alone and that you're in a space and you're in a community that supports you, but also wants to see you thrive locally um, is pretty imperative. So that's what we do here at Thrive High Point. We are um, one of the newest initiatives of Business High Point Chamber of Commerce. Great. Thank you. And I'm so excited to have all three of you with us today and and really talk about the ecosystem and the importance of it. Um, Stephanie, you said, you know, your job was really stated to build the ESO out and to be involved in the ecosystem. So I'm going to start with a broader discussion. I create, I, you know, define some acronyms earlier, and now I'm going to really kind of define why it is that we talk about entrepreneurial ecosystems and ESOs. And I recently was on a panel and one of the audience members asked, so what is an entrepreneurial ecosystem and why is it important? And my answer was, it's just like any other ecosystem you understand, right? They feed and thrive on each other. So Brian, you want to take a stab at a better answer than I gave? They thrive <laughs> um, on each other. <laughs> I won't say better, but um, I will add, um, you know, to me, an entrepreneurial ecosystem really is this collaborative network and community um, within any geographical space that promotes, supports, and really has um, entrepreneurship as, as in its best interest. And really is saying that, you know, this is a place where regardless of where you are in your business life cycle, as an entrepreneur, you can soar in this space. And so soar from contract opportunities or hiring, uh, identifying capital, identifying um, resources when it comes to your physical location, or even identifying resources that help you scale and grow. And so that local ecosystem, meaning that in 2020, I could have started my business in 2025, I may have a physical location in 2028, uh, I may be doing business in, with other states, but I'm still sourced and uh, real, still localized um, where I started. And so that's kind of how I see the local entrepreneurial ecosystem. Anybody else have anything to add before I'm, I've got a couple of thoughts as always. Well, you know, I think it, it's everything that Ryle has said. And the one way I look at it is there can be a physical space. There can be a virtual space and also a space just um, where the culture of um, support and, and cultivating new things um, and um, you know, encouraging people uh, 
as you said, you know, this entrepreneurism can be a lonely, lonely sport. And um, a lot of the time, what what I know what I needed and what I see some of these other um, folks need is just the support, the moral support that comes from talking to someone who is traveling, maybe not the exact same path, but a very similar path. One of the things that I love about ecosystem work is that you get to study the needs of your constituency and make sure that those needs are being fulfilled. And you don't have to do everything yourself, right? We have each other. We have the full ESO network that we can call upon. And so when someone comes to us and they've got you know, they don't have an idea and they say, I want to be an entrepreneur. We don't do ideation programs. We send them to someone else. When someone says, we really need some debt, we don't do debt. We send them somewhere else. And we know that entrepreneurs win and small business owners, when they start that process, we have a full suite of opportunities, not in one place, but across a region. And so that is a powerful, powerful, powerful tool for communities. Um, and it's become a vital success metric in communities. I mean, entrepreneurial ecosystem successes are now measured with KPIs, key performance indicators and, and metrics, just like entrepreneurs get measured with metrics and KPIs. So it's a really cool thing. William, really talk to me about how your organization fits and why you're excited about your new, you and Stephanie are both in new organizations, why you're excited about being part of an entrepreneurial ecosystem. And one as big as the six counties that we're talking about here in the east side of the triad. Yeah, I would say uh, that we are definitely new and I would say that we're a great fit because I believe uh, that people don't hear you until they know you meaning uh, that people need to work with people that they can relate to, right? And then the person that can relate to them has a better understanding of their needs, where they are in the process of their business growth. And uh, also one big thing is mindset, right? I think mindset uh, just plays a major part, right? Because if you don't have the knowledge or if you don't have those things in place within your head, <laughs> uh, then of course there can be stumbling roadblocks, right? And and people just don't know what they don't know, right? And so I believe in providing information, knowledge, and access to, um, to information that can really help them. And with the counties, I think that uh, just being a part of the ecosystem and working with different organizations like you all, I think it's just a, a combined of great efforts, right? People like-minded organizations, people that want to serve and want to be able to do great work for other people, right? Because it's not about just us growing. Of course, we want to see other businesses and communities grow within their own communities as well, right? Because if we're just making money for ourselves, we're not really making an impact. Uh, but if we're making an impact on other people's lives, then I think that's the bigger picture for us all. That's great. Stephanie, how do you see and how do you foresee the work that you're doing at the Alamance Chamber really fitting into the ecosystem and the importance of it for your work. Yes. Well, 
as this whole thing kind of takes off here in Alamance County, you know, I'm looking around to see what are some of the best practices and some of the other things going on in the counties and the cities around us and um, doing a lot of talking to other folks so that I can bring some of this back um, to support um, kind of the what we're doing now is really building that ecosystem. So I think the the network and the openness and like William said, you know, wanting to be of service to something bigger than yourself. It's not just about me. It's not just about the chamber. It's about all of us. And um, the, the more that we can um, bring in and contribute to the entrepreneurs that gets them on their path to success, um, other, others benefit, the whole community benefits. So that rising tide lifts all the boats. And um, so it's obviously, I see it as a, as a natural fit for improving the community, improving the economy, and impacting individual lives along the way. Yeah, I love the individual and collective connectivity that happens here. So Brow, you've been around a year. Um, how have you levered and how do you fit um, within the ecosystem as, as you stand today? And even as I know you're a strategy, you've got a strategy head. So I'm looking forward to hearing how you plan to, to build and expand and grow that into the future as well? Um, well, I think, you know, Thrive High Point is a really such a new concept for, for where we're located. Um, I think we are the first formal program that has said, you know, we want to intentionally make sure we're supporting and reaching out to our, our small business owners and entrepreneurs who are specifically minority and women owned and run businesses. And so I think part of that has been you know, making people, you know, when people are historically marginalized and not necessarily welcome into an entrepreneurial community, you know, people necessarily kind of fall off or they, they don't know that there are resources. And so what we've really done is, number one, say, hey, we're here to support you, but also we're not a separate ecosystem. We're still a part of the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And so I always love when people say inclusive economic ecosystems really are not three different ones for regard, you know, race or gender, but one that says regardless of those historical marginalizations, you can still soar and ultimately thrive. And so I think this first year, um, as we, you know, prepare to hit the 300 mark of businesses that we're working with, you know, our first year was providing those resources, identifying what people really need. I think now we are in a space where we're starting to formalize and place people into cohorts and groups where we identify, you know, what business stage you're in and how do we make that happen for you to go to the next stage? So how do we make sure if you're interested in being in business with uh, the local city or the county or the state, making sure that you're getting that MWBE certification and you're going after those opportunities that you are hub certified. Um, I think also, you know, many businesses are in the space of wanting to button up and scale. So now the question is, what does that look like locally? Um, not just going to a professional development workshop, but actually saying, you know, how do we make sure your social media looks top notch? How do we make sure your website represents what you're offering? And how do we make sure you show up in a way where people know that you're, you're about business and you, what you offer um, can stand within any 
historical strong business that's been here locally in High Point. So I think as we move into year two and then year three, um, we're looking to see some of those gains. We're looking to see revenue increase. We want to see hiring increase. We want to see people getting leases and buying buildings. So I think now is starting to look at those data points to see how we can actually move the needle truly in that positive direction and something we can sustain over time. Great. Thanks, Brell. I look forward to the next two or three years for Thrive High Point too. Um, so we touched on this a little bit and Brell, you kind of started this conversation around a question that I had, I wanted to ask. So how do you all define a good entrepreneurial ecosystem and why is it important to the community? Is there a thing, such a thing as a bad entrepreneurial ecosystem? I've had some interesting entrepreneurial ecosystem conversations in my past, I'm working with entrepreneurs for 20 years. Um, and so I, I know that I want us to be successful in the triad and want to make sure that we are a good entrepreneurial ecosystem. So somebody dive in, one of you dive in and, and kind of share what you think um, is good and how you, if there's something left uh, to say about specifically about our ecosystem. I'm going to take good notes on this one. <laughs> Uh, let me, I'm going to throw in there since I'm a, I'll just throw a little something. I think that um, one of the, the beautiful things I will say, um, and let me say first, I am a born and bred Guilford County native. Um, and so I, I think this is probably one of the best places in the world to, to live and, and be and, and to work and raise a family and go to school. And um, as someone, I'm considered, I guess, a boomerang. I left like a lot of millennials who grew up here, you know, we tried other places. I lived in DC, I've lived in Raleigh, West Virginia, Charlotte. And I think the one thing that our ecosystem is getting right is we own the fact there's room for improvement. We own the fact that there are things that need to improve and need to be more inclusive and need to be strategized. I also think the thing that we do really well is we know how to come together. And I think that's the great thing about the Build Back Better is you have Greensboro and High Point, you have other people coming together and saying, hey, we, we're, we're 10 miles apart, we, we have to work together. And so to me, that's the thing that's great. I think historically, nationwide, I think there has been a concept that gender and race divide ecosystems. And one thing that everyone knows is the one thing we share is green and it's genderless. <laughs> um, and, and so really, if you're looking at the flow of money and you're looking at contracting, I think more and more corporations, more and more municipalities, more and more government agencies are realizing that we have to be more diverse in our procurement. We have to be more diverse in these spaces. And I think that, you know, the great thing about our ecosystem is we own that we haven't done everything right. We own that we have not always been the most inclusive, but we are making those moves to say, now is the time to correct it. And it's really imperative for not only the growth of people who you know, have been historically not a part of that, but it's the growth of us as a whole is gonna require us to be that way. And so I think that's the great thing and that's the reality of where we are. Brian, thank you for bringing that up. I love that statement and comment and I agree. Um, we have come to the realization as a community that sometimes we've not done it exactly right. 
and we probably won't ever do it exactly right, but boy, we're going to do our best to improve and try. Um, William, Stephanie, anything you want to add there? Yeah, I was just going to add um, with me and my story. I mean, uh, for me, I grew up being an entrepreneur. I've always an entrepreneur at the age of 10 years old. And then when I got to high school, I started selling, I uh, just started selling like t-shirts and I was uh, uh, just selling shoes at the trunk of my car, right? And so what I did was at a young age, I started, it's basically, I started hustling like an entrepreneur, right? And and within those things that helped me uh, to really develop my skills as an entrepreneur at a young age, right? So I started learning uh, just different principles, right? How to the term we use when hustle is re-up right uh but it's it's getting more inventory right so you can sell and you can uh you can bring in more income i kind of learned those things i learned how to save and manage and not spend and then as i got older i've learned to um to really do things the right way as far as you know setting up a business properly and i've also strategized and bookkeeping and, and so forth and i think that uh, just with the entrepreneurial ecosystem, I think that we can all, as like-minded organizations wanting to help our communities, I think we can all learn from our experiences and just see what that market is out there and what are some of the things that they really need and help with, right? Um, well, one of the things that, that I know they definitely need help with is business operational support. And the funding can come on the back end, right? But they need to know how to run a business properly. They need to know how to set up a business properly. And and with the ecosystem, uh, with all the organizations having different talents and resources and different things, I believe we can all come together and be able to bring solutions to the tables so that these different small businesses and communities can be able to step up and grow their business and have the same opportunities that we have and people who are hiring us, they have as well. And people lack because they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the resources, they don't have the right mentors and, and people who have their best interests in mind. Uh, but specifically with this ecosystem, I think that um, uh, just one mind and everybody being on the same page, I think that we definitely have some that can uh, that can certainly be a game changer for these small businesses. Yeah, William, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, that's here's my shameless plug. That's why part of Launch Lab growth really focuses on operations. Um, yes, ma'am. We spend a lot of folks talk about marketing and making sure that you are selling your product and marketing your product. But if you can't run the business, it makes it really, really tough. Really mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. And so far, we've discussed the ecosystem in our region, the role you play in it. And what I've kind of heard from you all and continue to hear, and I know we'll talk about it some more, is that ecosystems work together to support the society and the place and the region, the geography that's in its space, which means that entrepreneurs and small business owners in our region, through our ecosystem, really are supported as they start building and grow their business. And also that entrepreneurship is a community sport and that it's economic development at its core. So we, I mentioned the triple BRC earlier 
And I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail on that, but suffice it to say, it is a federal grant. There were 529 national applications. Our region in partnership with the Piedmont Triad Regional Council was one of 60 phase two finalists. And part of that full grant application was an entrepreneurial ecosystem grant. So that's how I had the opportunity to meet William and learn that Stephanie had this new job at Alamance, at the Alamance Chamber. And we've been meeting together for, gosh, y'all, a year now, year and a half, something like that, working through all of these specifics and all of these details. So as we pulled together and as we started meeting, what benefit have you all seen for the ESOs and our ecosystem that has strengthened our regional ecosystem collaboration? Um, and, and I can think of some real specific things, um, and I'll kick this off. One of the things that we all know is that ESOs, entrepreneur support organizations, really it's difficult to find funding on an ongoing basis to support the work that you do. And we had, as that Build Back Better Regional Challenge grant, put together an ESO support mechanism to allow for capacity building at the ESO level. So that's one of the things that, I mean, was like, to me, this, oh my gosh, I mean, we might not have to beg, borrow, and steal every nickel that we need to run our programs. Um, that would be amazing for our community and for the entrepreneurs that we support because Ryle talked about working with 300 entrepreneurs. Launch Greensboro works with 300 to 350 entrepreneurs. And Launch Greensboro is two people. And that's a lot of people for two people to work with. So what else have you all seen that strengthened and had some really good benefit through that process? Ryle, you want to jump in? Um, yeah, I, I was, I, I had a, I had a moment because we're, we're two people too with Thrive. <laughs> um, and I think that, um, you know, the reality of it is entrepreneurs are growing and sprouting every day. And so it's that constant kind of ebb and flow of, you know, new people coming in. And I think that making sure that we have the identified resources to support it, you know, holistically is going to be key. Um, and if you think about it, just, I mean, if you think about Greensboro and High Point, and that's not all of Guilford County, but that's a big chunk of it. That's a lot of entrepreneurs just between Thrive and Launch. You know, we're talking over 600 business owners who are business owners. Now, they may be in various phases of their business life cycle, but that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of potential in one county out of the 100 of a state, you know, in all the states in the country. So um, recognizing to have those resources, I, I just think is the key. And um, I think that those of us who work in this kind of space, we do it because we love it. Um, we love the potential. Um, we love to see the actual growth and really what it does to our community, what it does to our, our economic ecosystem as a whole. And so I think you hit the nail on the head of the resource piece is gonna be huge um, to make sure that we're funding it and, and we have that structure set up. I wanna jump in to that point, Braille, before I ask Stephanie and, and William to join us in this discussion because it's a fun one. As an FYI, for those of you that don't keep track of entrepreneurial stats like those of us that geek out on these numbers do, 
In 2021, in the state of North Carolina, the Secretary of State's office processed over 178,000 new business creation records. That is 40% higher than 2020. And I think if I remember the data right, 2020 was at least 35% higher than 2019. And it's not slowing down. So there are so many people in our state and in our nation starting businesses that if we don't support them, we are really missing the boat in our community. So Stephanie and William, jump in there too. Going back to the Build Back Better um, challenge grant, you know, I, I started this um, once the region was, it was announced that they were semifinalists. Um, so I think the thing that struck me right off uh, from the beginning, uh, kind of diving into it midway as I did, is that there was this great cohesiveness because we were uniting around this collective vision and the goals and, you know, talking about if we get this grant, the impact that this would have across the triad is phenomenal. And the excitement behind that was palpable. It, it, um, so I think that, that that really kind of accelerated bringing all of our organizations together. And for me personally, just, um, you know, as I said, I, I'm new. This is a new initiative for Alamance County. But immediately there was that, the, the support, um, the networking, you know, people just reaching out, that, that was just incredible. So that opportunity just to be a semifinalist um, in this, I think um, really kind of bound us all together, which in the end benefits the entrepreneurs it, it benefits and I think makes our individual ecosystems better and stronger so that we can um, work on improving how we serve and the impact that we can make. Well said, Stephanie. I'm glad you got inserted in this in the middle of it. William, what else do you want to add there? I mean, just to mainly speak on like when you were saying that the secretary uh, that the Secretary of State had, uh, they had over 700 and some thousand filings for new businesses. I believe that uh, that most people wanted to start a business, but they couldn't because they were working, right? And then when COVID hit, they were forced to start a business that they may have always wanted to do, or they were forced uh, to really do something to bring in some additional income. And then when the Build Back Better Regional Challenge uh, just came about, I think it it basically brought about notice of we need entrepreneurship. We need businesses. We need economic growth. And and really the only way is that's going to happen is if you have people that take risks, they bring on ideas, and then they hire people, right? They create jobs, they create and they create opportunities for other people. And so I just think uh, with this grant to build that better regional challenge, I think it's something that is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, that's going to really impact lives just as long as we do it correctly. And we really help those who need it the most, the people who are most vulnerable among us. Um, 
And there are a lot of people who are hurting right now. And especially with the rent rises, right? You know, rent is going up like crazy now. And people need to start a bit. They need to bring in some additional income or they need a business that's going to overtake their job and, and really give them some scalability and growth. And I think this is a perfect opportunity uh, that can really solve a lot of the problems. That was great. Thank you, William. So I, I, y'all, I know that there are a lot more questions on our script for me to cover, but as expected, <laughs> we can talk forever about this stuff. Um, so we're going to have to wrap up and gosh, we might have to do a second podcast on entrepreneurial ecosystems. There's so much going on in our space. Yes, um, please. This is wonderful. I'm loving this. Thank you so much for inviting me on this. Too. You are welcome. You are welcome. So in the spirit of collaboration and entrepreneurial ecosystems, before I do our plug of activities that are about to happen over the summer, if, does anybody have any programs or, or activities or things that they'd like to share about that are going on at their um, organizations that the community should know about? Um, I would just insert this simply because I get asked the question all the time. Um, in Alamance County, our economic development function of which um, small business and entrepreneurial development is a part is housed in our Chamber of Commerce. However, we are funded not from Chamber dues, we are funded separately from that. So any of the programming that I might run our business owners and entrepreneurs do not have to be a Chamber of Commerce member. Our programs are free and available to entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, we uh, are still building out our programming, um, but it's available on our website at almanschamber.com if anyone's interested in looking at that. And we welcome all. So would love to see anyone if they're interested in engaging with us. Awesome. awesome. William, can you, um, do you have any specific programs coming up or give us a, a shameless plug about how to connect with you? Sure, sure. We're working on a RISE grant. We're waiting on the announcement with that one. And then of course with PTRC, we're waiting on the Build Better, the announcement with that as well. And we're working on implementing um, some more programs that can really help entrepreneurs and local workers within our communities. Um, and then my long-term vision is to be able to, to provide capital as well. Uh, because a lot of people are stuck in a rut because of credit, right? But they might have a great idea. They might have real hustle in them, right? They might... Um, um, have really done the research to put a business plan together or or just implement uh, just different strategies, but some things that may be holding them back like their credit or not having uh, just access to capital. But I believe everyone deserves a chance or maybe even a second chance. And so that's what we want to uh, just strive to be here within our organization. You want to be able to give people a second chance that they need and not just shame them or cut them off because they have certain things that uh, that's not meeting the criteria. Thank you, William. Um, Brian. Um, so yeah, absolutely. If you are a high point business, definitely come check us out. Uh, Thrive High Point. You can find us um, through going to the Business High Point Chamber of Commerce website, top tab, you'll click on Thrive. You can join us. 
Um, we are having activities throughout the summer. Um, as always, everything we do is uh, free. And so come check us out. We have some stuff going on in June and July. Um, would love to have you come work with us. Uh, we are planning some stuff for the fall that'll be out soon. And so uh, you can always check us out on social media. I tell people hit us up on Thrive High Point on Instagram, Thrive High Point at LinkedIn and Thrive High Point on Facebook. Great, thank you. And thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. It's been um, a lot of fun. I have really, really enjoyed working with you through the Build Back Better Regional Challenge and some of you in other areas. And I'm excited to hearing word that we received this grant, but I wanna assure the community that Amen. even if we don't get this grant, there is work that's going on amongst the entrepreneurial ecosystem to coalesce the, the real impact and work that we do so that we can do a great job supporting the entrepreneurs and, and being accountable to our community for the work that we do. Um, so know that we're not sitting still waiting on this funding but man, it would sure help and speed things up. So um, thank you all for being with me. Now it's my turn to plug launch Greensboro. Um, as, a, as the summer wears along, I can't believe it's already June. Um, but anyway, we have a launch camp, which is the entry point of our program offering on July 16th and 17th. And this camp is really incremental in setting the groundwork for entrepreneurs as they're starting their businesses utilizing the Lean Canvas methodology. So I invite you to go to launchgreensboro.com to learn more about Launch Camp and apply for that program. We also have rolling applications for all of our programs and an overview on the launchgreensboro.com page. So feel free to look at that. We utilize mentors on an ongoing basis and it's vital, vital to the work that we do. So I'm gonna put out a request. We work with 70, 70 to 75% minority and women-owned businesses. And we truly need more minority and women mentors. So if you are interested in supporting a really, really worthy cause of startup companies and entrepreneurs in the community, please take a look at greensboro.org front slash mentorship and um, join us and meeting and working with these amazing, amazing individuals and entrepreneurs. And like Brian said, follow us on launch at launch Greensboro on Instagram and LinkedIn at launch GSO on Twitter and at Greensboro entrepreneur on Facebook. And thank you again, Brian, Stephanie and William so much for joining me this afternoon. It's been a great conversation and I really am looking forward to us working together um, as we move forward in our ecosystem and supporting entrepreneurs day in and day out. So have a great afternoon, everybody. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.